0: To hanging in the nest with your host Josh the Hawk Alonso and Max the Turkey Reuben Scene.
1: We are talking national championship game as Gonzaga going against Baylor Big shout out for Stanford for women, the women's championship We have a lot to cover in today's show So let's kick it off like we always do with the turkey giving us the bird fact of the week
0: All right, guys, welcome to another edition
1: Bird fact today, we're talking
0: about birds in general So Mm. a bird's eye, both of them I should say, the bird's eyes Take up about fifty percent of their head. And just for reference, a human's eyes take up only five percent of their head. So to put it into perspective, if we had eyes like the birds, the our eye size would be the size of a baseball. Big eyes for you. Wow.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So how you feeling about that one?
1: I guess that's where the whole idea where of, of hawk eyes come up, right? They have these big eyes that, you know. Of course, see
0: now, everything. now the 50% is an average Because like you just said I'm sure some birds have much bigger eyes than others But right. there it is Put it into perspective for you
1: I like it Well as always a great bird fact for everybody out there Let's get into the
0: The News Corner
1: News A lot's been going on Baseball has started
0: NFL For, for big
1: some line, for some teams, baseball oh, has started. So sorry, so sorry. The Mets and the Nationals got postponed. We'll get into that, of course, but COVID playing a factor early there. The Mets kick off their season today, though, Max. How are you feeling after a little bit of a longer layoff here? Well, I'm not convinced they're going to play baseball until I see players on the field.
0: So <laughs> I am excited, but I'm keeping my optimism until about 6.30 when I know for a fact the game will be going on. But I am very excited to actually see the greatest pitcher in the game today do some ba- play some baseball.
1: I'm interesting to, interested to see how that lineup is going to look, too, how they're going to end up stacking these guys. I feel like I've seen a few different projections of where, you know, different players are going to hit in the lineup. I don't know if there's anything been posted yet for the game, but I'm excited to see how the My Mets God. are going to play that lineup. Yeah, very excited about some more baseball. Mets coming on there. Lots happening in baseball. Before we get into that, let's deep dive into some other sports. I'm going to head with the NBA to start there. Max Nuggets four wins in a row since the Aaron Gordon trade, so that trade is paying off big for them. Joel Embiid returning to the Sixers with a win. He was off for about ten games. That's a huge pickup to get him back towards the end of the season. Here, the Utah Jazz are now well, now have excuse me now have won nine in a row and go for ten tonight against the Mavericks. They're part of my parlay. They're going to get that 10th win in my mind. Not sure they'll cover the spread, but I like the money line. And then Grant Hill is taking over as the managing director of Team USA Basketball. So that's a a big move for him, taking over Team USA as the managing director there. Big, big news in the NBA, though, overall. The Lakers, Andre German going down after signing. So I feel like the Lakers can't stay healthy. Not at all. You put on
0: that jersey and all of a sudden can't play.
1: Yeah, don't, you know, don't know what's going on over there. It could be an issue with conditioning, but Drummond coming off, I mean, he did not play basically since mid-February. So to come back in and instantly get hurt, something's weirds going on over there. Just unlucky. I feel like it's not going to be the Lakers year. That's just my guess. But that's what I got for the NBA. What's going on in the world of hockey there, Max?
0: All right, so let's start with the good. First of all, the Sabers, God bless their little hearts. They actually won a game. And since they won their game, they actually won another game. So they are actually on a little streak right now. Wow. That win on Thursday against the Flyers snapped their 18-game winless streak. So good for them back on the winning ways. So that's great there. Let's talk about some of the positives. uh, Teams, Florida, Panthers, six wins in a row. They are hot as ever right now, looking to possibly even take over that division lead. So that's going to be a really tight battle as we get closer to the trade deadline. The trade deadline is next week, so be on the lookout for that. Other teams, Colorado Avalanche, keep on rolling, 8-0-2 in their last 10, and the Nashville Predators 8-2 in their last 10. Now we have to end on a negative. The Vancouver Canucks are hit very, very hard with COVID right now. 16 players are on the COVID list. Most of them are okay, but there are a couple that, you know, this is coming from, you know, a direct quote. Some of them are in rough shape. So, Mm. you know, I've heard nobody's had to go to the hospital, but there are people being treated with IVs for dehydration. So, you know, definitely tough there. Not only that, coaches are now getting sick. And the worst part, family members of those players are also getting sick as well. So this is a nice, uh, not a nice, this is a pretty Difficult spreading issue going on with the Vancouver Canucks. Obviously, games are postponed. They are up to four right now. And the question really will be, can they
1: finish the season? Wow. So really tough there in Vancouver. And how many weeks are left in the season? Not a lot, right? Because I know no, we're starting. We're, remember-
0: we're getting, I would say teams have about 20 games left. So right. you got to figure that's about, what, you know, three weeks, four weeks, give or take. Yeah.
1: I think our fantasy teams go five weeks more, so I think it's probably somewhere along those lines. Um, And we can end with a positive. I did clinch a playoff berth in our Fantasy Hockey League. Mazatov. I'm I'm fighting against uh, the other top team this week. He's in first place. I'm in second. Had a good week. He just had a better week. Do you
0: know know why he had a great week and he's in first place?
1: Because he killed you, Max? Thanks, buddy.
0: And I didn't score a single category win. He beat me 0-7 in something.
1: Two, I it's think. Been a,
0: it's been a rough it's been a rough season for uh the Turkey in uh, that yeah. league. And you know, we're already looking to next season trade deadline. We're gonna start selling off some assets for trades that or some draft picks.
1: I like it. I like it. So All right. Right.
0: let's hit some NFL news. Not a lot going on in the NFL, Josh. Anything going on that you can think
1: of? The big thing I saw, of course, and I don't know if we really got to discuss this though, is the increase in schedule. Yes. Right. So we are at 17 games now. We talked a little about this last week. I really want to get your sense, though, Max, on how do you truly feel about this extra game? They did shorten the preseason. There seems to be a plethora of interact um, of inconsistent, not inconsistent. Sorry, of feedback coming in, right? Positive and negative, depending on who you ask. Right? People are not sure really what the right thing is here. If it's you, you're a player. Are you excited about this extra game? It's going to lead to more money as the new NFL contracts are all getting signed and all these deals. And they announced the extra game, which I thought was kind of interesting, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because so- you, we haven't seen full schedules, but I, I know what the the extra game is already. Which I think is like a weird way to kind of position yourself to let you know that you have these primo matchups that are going to be happening. I think the Packers or the Chiefs are playing. In, yeah, like, they, they, to they, your
0: they tried to make them like Prime time matchups for everybody of Here's course. what you did that changed it I'm a player if I was a fan This is amazing we should go to right. like A 40 game season if, it, if right. you're asking
1: right. me. That's why I, as a player
0: But as a player like I mean There's so much that goes into us now just To make sure everybody's aware I'm not a player In the NFL I do Correct. not play in the NFL I think we but do that if I'm getting More money I mean That's great but yes my risk of injury goes up and then, you know, I hope the money that I'm getting, the compensation is appropriate. You know, this is a lot of people say all these moves are for the owners and the top of the top are going to get rich. So I hope people understand what these players are now going to be going through playing yet another game, you know, in the season, because yeah, they're, they're taking the preseason games and putting them, you know, three to four from four to three. But if you think about it, most of those players that, you know, we want to see play, don't really play in the first game, and they usually don't even play in the fourth game. So, you know, when you think about less games to get ready, the conditioning is going to have to change and everything like that. Off-season will be different. So it's interesting. I think there's, like you said, there's a little bit of both going on, both sides of issues.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. The other thing I was surprised by this week or last week, they announced that the Falcons are going to have a home game in, in London this year. Surprises all right. all the with the COVID thing still, you know, not the COVID thing, the COVID pandemic still going on, that they've already actually declared they're going to be having a London game. It seems a little bit premature in my mind that you're willing to send your teams internationally for a game like that. So a little surprising there. I think the big talk, though, has been about the draft. There's been a lot of pro days out there. I think Kyle Pitts is a beast. Mm-hmm. He is someone that is going to fall because the QBs are going to go early in that draft but whoever's sitting in that like five to eight spot is going to get this kid who I just think is an absolute stud.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's literally, I know he's a tight end, but this kid is a beast and he's basically a wide receiver, but plays on the inside. Yeah. And that, that's really what it is. Um, I have some other things I wanted to bring up. Yeah. A couple funny things, uh, a couple not so funny things. So Matt Nagy is going back to calling plays for the bears. I don't know if that's a good thing, but the bears are just a train wreck right now. So, We'll see what happens there. Another lawsuit has come against Deshaun Watson and got that up to 22 now. So he's going to have a very interesting uh, career. Let's get to some actually good things. Tom Brady's rookie card. It's an autographed rookie card graded. Did you see this? Sold for $2.2 million. Now, I looked at my collection of cards. I do not have that card, unfortunately. No. But, man, how about that? 2.2 2 million.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have many NFL cards. I was always a baseball card collector, so I have some good baseball cards, but no, uh, no Tom Brady rookie cards for me. Oh. And then the last thing that
0: I thought was pretty interesting, Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy for the next couple
1: weeks. Yeah, two weeks, yeah. So let's
0: see what happens there um, as Jeopardy's trying to find a replacement for Alex Trebek.
1: Yeah, I like that. And before we move on, just uh, other big sports news. The Masters is this weekend. We're both big golf fans. Jordan Spieth ended up winning that Texas Open or something like that last week. That was his first win in four years. Mm -hmm. And Interesting fact about that. In the past 40 years, only him, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy, and Justin Thomas have had 12 wins before the age of 28. So he's in some elite company right there with his 12th win before the age 28 but he did have a four-year draft but he's coming in hot now into the masters i think that's huge that is big i have not done my research just yet about who i think is going to win we could try to put some tweets out there before thursday letting people know there are some daily lineup type things you can do like dollar pools that you can try to win some big money picking some of the golfers Mm So i'll try to get some sleepers out there for that as well but uh the masters gotta love it so i'm very excited for that this weekend absolutely
0: Behind
1: the line. Let's get into our pickups and bets for the week. We have posted some parlays out there, Max, but let's talk through what you posted out there for everyone. You mixed in a little bit of baseball and hockey out there. Is that correct? Nah,
0: yeah, I mean, I did two of them. Uh, I know it's a little late since we're recording this, so I'm just going to read them off um, as we are going. I have the Oilers to win against the Habs. Just straight money line. The Knights to win money line as well against the Blues. And then the Bruins minus 1.5 against the Flyers. Oilers um, usually are struggling, but against the Habs, they need this win. So, I think I'm I'm really rolling on them to hopefully that they win it. Knights are just on an absolute roll, and the Blues are not. They are – I think they've lost six in a row. So, the Blues are definitely struggling. So, that's why I want the Knights to win. And then the Bruins 1.5 against the Flyers. If you lose to the Sabres, you're a bad team. Flyers lost to the Sabres. So give me the Bruins to hopefully cover that money line. And then for the uh, baseball, just real quick, how can I not bet the Mets to win on opening day? This is literally, and this is a legit fact, they are one of the best opening day teams in the history of the game. I think they literally are like 12 games above 500 in opening days. And yes, this is their opening day. So give me the Mets to win against the Phillies. I have the Rays and Yankees to cover their 1.5 run spread. Rays are playing the Red Sox, who have not won. The Yankees are playing Baltimore, and the Yankees absolutely own Baltimore. And then the last one, Toronto and Texas, the over 9.5 runs. So you can put it together if you want. You can put them separate, go crazy, have a day. But, Josh, you put out a crazy parlay today
1: as well. I got a couple extra teams in there. It's a five-team parlay with the NBA out there. I'm a little upset with myself. I actually hit a parlay over the weekend that I did not post, so I'm a little devastated by it. So,
0: well, you shouldn't be devastated because you still you still benefited.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I want our viewers to uh, well, yeah. benefit from my success as well. But this week, I'm looking at the – or today, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the Spurs, the Nets, and the Jazz all money line with the Suns minus 14 and the under two I think it was 223 and a half for the Kings and the, the T-Wolves a couple notes here the Nets I'm not concerned that Durant and uh, Blake Griffin are out for tonight James Harden is supposed to be back I love how the Knicks are playing that they're a good 500 team I just think the Nets are just way way better yeah the Suns are playing a Rockets, so minus 14 I get sounds like a lot, but, man, the Rockets are just atrocious. There's no one left in that roster. The Suns beating them by 20 wouldn't be surprising, so I'm okay with the 14 there. And you're going to see a good game. If you're looking for another basketball game that isn't the national championship tonight, uh, look at the Jazz and the Mavericks. I think the Jazz do win this game. It's going to be really close. Luka Doncic against Donovan Mitchell, I think it's going to be a great game. So five-team parlay there, feeling pretty good, but it is a bit risky. So you I'm gonna, could always, um, always I'm gonna cut it down and, it. and always cut it down and mix and match do 3 of the 5 something like that. I you know, the money line games I feel decent about more than anything else. The under with the, the Suns. I mean 14 is a lot. I mean I really think the Rockets are terrible but 14 points is a lot of points.
0: And then what was your one about the over under? Did you say over or you want the under in that one?
1: I want the under in that game. Under. Okay. Now by the way we haven't talked
0: about it. Who are you picking tonight in the National Championship?
1: I'm going Gonzaga. So, I think if you really look at what happened in the game against UCLA. So, that game puts back up, of course. What an phenomenal awesome game. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. I was kind of like one of these people that I was like rooting for that 11 seed upset. Yes, of UCLA, of course, not necessarily an underdog, right? They're one of the greatest championship teams out there. But it was just cool to see them really contend with this Gonzaga team and play so well. That last-second shot was absolutely insane. Great for that team. I think this was what they needed, though, right? This was the perfect time for Gonzaga to basically be pushed up against the wall. They went a hard-fought game. They know, like, where their their breaking points are a little bit better now, where I feel like they haven't been challenged up until this point. So they're going to be more prepared for Baylor. I think Gonzaga does win this game. It's going to be close, but i like Gonzaga to pull it out over Baylor. Yeah, I don't know what the is, line is on the game. I, 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 I think don't it's have
0: four and a half. I think it's four and a half.
1: Uh, or maybe I could be wrong about that. Um, that sounds about right. I'm not sure about the line. You might be okay if you take Baylor with the points if it's about four and a half or five, but outright, I think Gonzaga is going to win. Where are you leading? This is going to
0: come down to Baylor's defense. They both teams can score and can score a lot. Like whatever the over is, take the over. I don't even know yeah. what it is off time ahead. Of take the over. I would but, agree. But the way Baylor's is going to win this game is if they can stop Gonzaga. Baylor shut down houston um on saturday nobody even talks about that game because it was just it wasn't close and then yes the ucla gonzaga game was amazing but if Baylor's defense can show up and actually shut down gonzaga this is going to be a really good game and i i it's hard to go against gonzaga man if they can do that perfect season it'll be the first perfect season since i think the 80s or the 70s that a team has literally gone the end of the way and don't forget, they were supposed to meet in the regular season, and it got canceled because of COVID. So, you know, and you talk about it. This is the game that people wanted, wanted to see since the tournament started. So it's going to be a good game. You know, just make sure you're ready. It starts at, like, what, 9.58 at night or something like that? Such a yeah,
1: super day. late. Super late game. I'll be watching. I'll have my whiskey ready. So there you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's look at some pickups. There are still – channel and NBA season's going on. Mine is done, but Josh, you have some basketball knowledge for us.
1: Yeah, so I think the first thing, I actually only have two n- guys that I'm naming to pick up this week, but what I'll say, and the reason that I didn't pick a third person is, as we're heading down towards the end of the season in the playoffs, if you have a team that has superstars on it that is basically out of contention, I would start looking at some of their backups. Sometimes there starts to be like some type of mini-restriction, rest- We start limiting some players, even if the ones that are like really close to the playoffs, maybe they're not playing as much. So I would really keep an eye out on your superstars and see what kind of teams they're playing on. If it's a team that is losing quite a bit, they might want to start starting younger players. And on the flip side, if you have some superstars, like I look at like someone like Joel Embiid, they may not push him super, super hard. So some of his backups might be worth picking up. So just look out for that as a whole. Guys that I'm looking at, though, Jaden McDaniels from Minnesota, playing really well at the four position next to Carl Anthony Towns. He's averaging 13, over 13 points a game, close to five rebounds, one and a half blocks and two and a half triples. So he's all over the four. I love that kid a lot. Super talented looking there. The next one I'm looking at is Theo Malden, averaging 16.2 points a game, 5.3 rebounds over his last six games. So he's getting some playing time due to some injuries. I like him a lot. So those are the two guys I'm looking at, McDaniels and Malden. But, again, really look out for what's happening with these teams as it's heading towards the playoffs. There's probably a plethora of Laker players that, you know, are getting more minutes as well with all their injuries. So I look for different teams like that that are have superstars that may be getting restrictions in minutes at this point that you might want to pick up some backups.
0: All right. So at the NHL level, I was thinking kind of the same thing you're thinking, um, it, I feel like players now, if a team is struggling, like you said, they're going to give their young guys more minutes. They're going to you and know, possibly get those guys. I actually have two names as well on my list. First okay. one is actually a goalie. So down the stretch, goalies are super important in your fantasy league. Martin Jones on the Sharks. He is mm. the starter now. He was kind of going back and forth with the other person there, but he is now taking over. He has six wins in his last two weeks. And he has four wins in a row, okay, with a 212 goals against average and a 936 save percentage. He is absolutely on a roll. He is the starter. Pick him up if he's available. The next guy is a Florida Panther. So I was saying that they are hot right now and they are being led by one of their young guys that we were just talking about. His name is Carter Verhaeg. Okay, he is getting minutes now and he is flourishing in that time. Points in four of the last six games and over the last couple weeks five goals four assists for nine points he's getting power play minutes as well this is somebody that you want to pick up down the stretch looking to try to make sure your playoff team is good to go so josh i'm kind of talking to you on that one
1: yeah i had to make a move i've down two bruins goalies at this point i had to pick up their third stringer who's been playing pretty well i'll be starting him out there tonight you know, the goalie thing, I've also picked up, um, I think his name was Blackwood from the Devils. It's Kenzie Blackwood, yep, of course. Yeah, he's been really solid for me as well. So I've been putting the pieces together for, hey, from the goalie. doing something right. I'm doing something right. I feel pretty good about this overall. My team has just been consistent. My opponent is worried about how many assists I get per game. I do get quite a bit. Which I like, but I'm concerned that I've had a lot of injuries to my goalies. And so I'm playing a little bit of goalie roulette right now. Makes me a little nervous. So I appreciate the advice, Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Court is
0: in session.
1: All right. We're talking MLB. It's been a hot topic for us. I have breaking news on the show. Wow. I've just been given
0: word filed to ESPN that the Jets are trading Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for a 2021 sixth round pick and a second and a fourth round pick in 2022. Wow. So Wait, so, sources. Now, again, we know things about this. It can always change. But right now, that is the file, the rumor that I am seeing at the moment. That that's what the Jets are doing. Wow, what a
1: steal that's going to be! So, steal from for,
0: who? Who? What do you steal from who?
1: Oh, for the Jets getting a really? second, fourth, and sixth for Darnold.
0: Yeah, I definitely a lot. I would have liked them maybe to get a, a higher pick this year and call it a day. But yeah, I guess the second and a fourth next year. Now, it will be interesting to see if those are conditional picks.
1: Um, well, right. But But on face value alone, people were talking that he was maybe going for just a second. That was like the initial axing price. So getting a fourth and a sixth gives them more flexibility. And what I like from what I'm seeing too is the Jets have ten picks I think this year, they're saying eleven next year. So they have extra picks. So they could look to package things for other bigger picks. So this getting more assets like that, I think is huge. I think this is and it's a good deal for the Panthers, who I think are for Carolina. You're, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, have a lot no,
0: of I have no hatreds towards Sam Darnot. No, I think he got a, a crappy shot at the Jets. I think he n- literally just never got going. And I do think there's talent. What is he, 23, 24? Yeah. He's still super young. So it's going to be very interesting to um, see how that plays out. But I think that's a great move for Carolina.
1: I really don't think it's a lot to give up. So no. I I think my good. comment more was more about, like, everything i heard about what they could be getting for him wasn't a lot and getting three picks. I know people don't always like those later picks. So like the four and the six don't sound great, but a lot of talent comes out of those rounds. So I think it's a huge get to the jets. I think it's a good competition that they're going to have now in Carolina with Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater. It makes me think that the Panthers are not going to go quarterback now, of course, in the first round of this year's draft. So it'll be interesting to see what they do now. But that means though, Max, that the jets at the second overall pick, are taking Zach Wilson, assuming, as everyone in the world assumes, that Trevor Lawrence is going number one. The Jets have just made Zach Wilson the quarterback of the future.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully it works out. Um, All those people that invested in a darn old jersey a few years ago, shame for them, but let's see what this Wilson kid can do, if that's what they do. Now, there's still so many options, so let's see what happens, but I do think that is the play.
1: I have to say I've gone just as a quick side note, gone away from getting jerseys because players move too much. Mm. I've definitely gone more towards the route of one, either going, you go vintage, right? Go get someone that as was there, right? Solid, like Troy Aikman jersey for my Cowboys Cork. Or, or I kind of went the t-shirt route because they're much cheaper to great. get I do like
0: this. I will say though, I am actually in the process of waiting for two brand new jerseys. I broke the bank and I bought a Francisco Lindor Mets jersey. As soon well, as he signed that deal, I was like, all right, right this is got to have some security here. And then yes, he picked up a Ranger jersey for that new draft pick, Alexei Lafreniere. Hopefully, again, he's here for the long haul. So yes, I do agree. I usually do go shirts, but I was looking at my jerseys and I saw a, let's see, a Matt Harvey Mets jersey. Well, that ain't going to work anymore. So I needed one. And then yep. I looked in my closet at the Lundqvist, which I can wear that one all the time. But then a Ryan Callahan Ranger jersey. And I was like, I need another one. And don't even get me started on my Muhammad Wilkerson Jets jersey. Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: yeah. But, yeah, for me, it's, yeah, either going, like, shirts, sweatshirts. Like, I know I need another good Ranger sweatshirt. Mm. The one I have is a little beat up, but it's solid. But I want a new one. So, you know, interesting. Big trade news breaking here. Adam Schefter, I think, was the first to report from what I'm seeing Uh, on Twitter here But wow Just yeah. Huge Yeah
0: But Love as NFL, we
1: As I we think, were Yeah what I was going to say Just for viewers I think we You know As we get a little closer To the draft In the next couple of weeks We will do a draft preview That'll be a big segment We'll probably have to move things around Of course but we are going to do Our own projections Of the first 32 picks so And I'm right. going to have some fun with this i am been doing my homework Feeling pretty good about this So alright But we were talking baseball That's where we're yeah. headed so, let's talk about a couple things that like, kind of caught your eye in opening day weekend. I'll start with one. The Red Sox, Braves, and Athletics are all either 0-3 and in the Athletics case, they're 0-4. Max, is it panic time for any of these teams?
0: Mm, maybe the Boston. Maybe
1: the Red Sox. Boston, they might have,
0: right. It may be a long
1: season for them, but
0: after one They series,
1: went 0-3 to Baltimore.
0: Yeah, well, hey, Baltimore may be something. There may be something there, but there's no reason to panic in anything. You know, this goes for fantasy as well. I see people making moves left and right. I am not Way too many a moves. single thing because it's three, four games into the season. Um, let's see what happens. I would not panic with anything. It's going to be a long season in Boston, but Atlanta, they have nothing to worry about. Yeah. The it's a tough division, and they just played, you know, the Astros. So, the Astros may be for real. So as long as they don't play them 162 times, I think Oakland will be okay.
1: Yeah. For me, on the part about fantasy and doing pickups a little too early, the only thing I would chase right now, which I personally do, because I don't always go heavy on closers, is I'll chase saves early. Yeah. If I see a, a guy getting beat up in his first couple games and someone who we thought, for example, I picked up the Orioles closer. So I had like basically a relief guy who might have been a save guy. But now because Hunter or Harvey, Harvey, I think his name is out, I picked up the Baltimore closer because they were hot. But for me, yes, if I'm the Red Sox, I'm nervous. I don't know what your identity is anymore. You have a couple of good young players. Your pitching staff is banged up. It's not – you know, Nathan Evaldi was like their number two starter. Yeah, It's just Ooh. not enough. That's a 3-4 at best. So I'd be concerned about them. then. I'm not concerned about the Braves, but as an NL East guy, the Phillies have looked good to start the season here. Of course. And, yeah. you know, it, it's one of the things
0: that I wrote down as well about the Braves. You know, here is their biggest problem. Friedman, Acuna, Acuna, and Ozuna went three for 32 this weekend. Wow. And they scored three total runs. So I'm not worried if I'm the Braves, but you have to start asking if they're not going to hit, who else is going to step up and get the offense going?
1: Yeah. I need my boy Ozzy Albies to really pick it up there. Well, that's exactly it.
0: Can he do right. it? Danby Swatson is there. So they're going to need guys. If, for example, one of them, I mean, God forbid one of them gets hurt, you know, what you? What are the Braves going to do? So I'm not panicking yet if I'm a Braves fan or a Brave in general, but it is something to just keep an eye on. Fair. Okay. What your eye? So one thing that I, I'm i going to start, I, didn't, I wasn't going to start with this one, but I'm going to just talk about it. Shohei Otani is awesome.
1: Yeah, he's on my list too. Yeah, Yeah. that's
0: why I wanted to do it first because I wanted to talk about it. This kid is so – like, he's changing the way baseball is being played. I mean, he pitched and hit yesterday. I mean, not to mention that he crushed a home run and he threw 100 miles an hour. Right. Name the last person to do that. Babe Ruth is where we may be going. I don't even Uh think that's
1: true. I was trying to look at – I think the last person to have a home run – and pitch an inning in the first inning of like you know on both sides right. was Victor Zambrano. Oh my god! He didn't like O seven or something like that. They must have like batted around because he was batting ninth or something. Yeah, possibly. And, yeah, and possibly. So got a little, so it's just not common. It's not common. I think it was like five or six people that have ever done what he's done in the history of baseball.
0: I mean, it's 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 so cool. I know. Again, Noah Syndergaard in one game, you know hit 100, and hit a home run as well or something like that. But, again, it's few and far between. He's already had two home runs, and his home run yesterday was 451. It's not like he just got it out of the ballpark. Right. I mean, we're not talking about a Bartolo Colon home run shot that just got over. I mean, this kid crushed the ball. It was awesome to see.
1: And what's interesting, though, too, which is changing – to your point about changing the game here, he is a pitcher in this case. He bats second in the lineup. And it's an American League team, so they're not using the designated hitter in that scenario. He's batting for himself, so right. Very different. So when he comes out,
0: they don't keep the DH because. So I think he's. I don't. I think he's like you said. I think he is their DH, but once he comes out of the game because he's pitching, it's now a pitcher spot. It's not like someone else can just correct. So very interesting to see how that's going to play out. Now his pitching was just. I mean, it was good, but he didn't last long, and that could be by design? or I thought he got a little hurt
1: towards the end of the game. He did. He kind of had that.
0: He had, like, a weird collision at the plate. He was fine. He just had, like, general soreness. But, you know, his thing, he struck out seven, but he had five walks. Right. So, you know, that's going to, you know, get that pitch count up, you know, anyway. So, he might have been done as it is, but it's going to be interesting to see how he played out. The manager there, I think it's uh, Joe Madden. Joe Madden, yep. He is using him more Every day, like last year, he when he was batting when he was pitching, he wouldn't bat the day before or the day after.
1: Right, they're getting him so out now there. that
0: Madden's trying to use him more. It's very interesting to see how much time he's going to get.
1: Yeah, I have two other thoughts about this topic. One, I want to see what the Angels look like overall. If they can't win now, I feel like Trout's never going to win on the Angels, right? They have a good sure. young talent. I really like Jared Walsh with the walk off home run, big mm-hmm. first <laughs> baseman. You know, solid Otani there with Rendon Trout. It's a good team. Second thing I think about too is about changing the game is you have to go all the way back to not from a time standpoint, but from players start their player development into high school, you start seeing a divide where a coach will start telling a player you're going to be a hitter or a pitcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of players that want to do both. And so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of progress. And, you know, for example, I look at something like my little brother plays for Montclair state for baseball. You're either a pitcher or a hitter. you can't, And there are some kids that kind of come in with the idea that they might be able to do both, but usually when push comes to shove, a coach moves away from that. So it'd be very interesting to see if a guy like this really changes the narrative of being able to be a pitcher and a hitter and let players kind of move forward with that. So
0: Tampa Bay has a player like that as well. Brandon McKay is also a very good pitcher and a good hitter as well. So, Hey, we could be seeing a lot more of this as it goes.
1: Yeah. So Josh, what else caught your eye this weekend? So... COVID caught my eye. So I was looking at, you know, what's going to happen here with the Mets and the Nationals. And part of me is, you know, I know the Nats had to have a big enough breakout where they had to shut things down, but how much of like, like what penalty should teams have, which I know is messed up to say, but now you're like putting, if you're a hot team and you're healthy, right? So let's say we're a little deeper into the season. The Mets are hot. Now they run to a national team that has COVID. So they're, Just off for the weekend now. There's no contingency plan. They had this extra break. They're going to be forced now to make up these games. Who knows when? You're going to end up stacking things in there. I'm like, I'm concerned about where this could lead. They're all traveling. There's no bubbles. Like, it's just, it's such a long season. Are we going to push out the season? Meaning, are we going to have to go back into October to try to fill in some of these games? Because it becomes too much. And what do you do if, let's say, the Nationals don't play for the first week here? Let's say they're out for a week. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how are we going to manage this? And we haven't seen any, I haven't seen any real reports about the expectations of management of how it's going to be when there's a huge outbreak like this. And then what do you do if, let's say, we can't make up the games? I think it's almost BS to say, well, let's say the Nats have a higher winning percentage than the Mets in this case, but they've played 20 less games. Like, how are we factoring that in? I'm very curious to see how that gets managed this season. Yeah, I did see a lot
0: of people kind of upset that the Nationals, you know, they get, I mean, again, this is a terrible thing, but they're getting off off scot-free because they're just, hey, let's take a break, let's rest our players, make sure everybody's good to go, and there's no penalty against it. I do get that. Now, the Nationals will play tomorrow. They're all good to go. They had the COVID test. They're good, but they were supposed to play the Braves today. So that's now four games that they're going to have to make up. They still have that doubleheader rule that they're going to be seven innings, which is dumb, but that, you know, basically the way I see it is the next time the Mets go to Washington, one or more of the games will be a doubleheader. Like one of the, you know, basically that's what it will have to happen. Same thing with the Braves. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that. I mean, I know I'm, I'm hoping Not that I'm, you know, I don't want to assume anything, but I'm hoping players are being careful. And this just, you know, could be hopefully the only time this ever happens. Maybe a family member or something, you know, was out there, came back, you know, and all those things. It could just be a one-time thing. But yeah, it's interesting to kind of play that type of way.
1: You know, right. I think it makes it makes it very difficult at this point early on to see how it's gonna be played out. But it was like, especially when you have a team like the Mets and the Nationals. Right, these are bigger market teams at this point. I know that the DC t- market isn't as big as New York. The Nationals are a prime time team at this point. They have mm-hmm. a ton of talented players. You're playing the Mets who just signed Francisco Lindor to his massive contract and you're off TV for the weekend. Like it's brutal. It's brutal. So oh, yeah. I how mean do how you do you think this? How do
0: you think I felt as a Mets fan? Again, I'm not well, there. Right. literally I was hyped, man. I was ready. I had my Mets jersey on while I was teaching and I get that news. I was crushed. Because all these fans get to watch their teams play all weekend. Oh, it was devastating. Yeah. So the last thing I have that I caught my eye during the weekend was the AL Central. And I really think this is going to be a dogfight all year on who is going to take care of business this season. We have the White Sox. They look great dealing with a little bit of injuries, but they look fine. The Tigers have some solid pitching, and they could really make a run. You know, I don't know if they're going to win, but I don't think they're going to be the pushover that everybody thought. And on top of that, you got the Twins and the Indians that are going to be battling all year. And then those Royals, they scored a crap ton of runs this weekend. They didn't stop any running. Like, they they gave up a ton of runs. So, the, if the Royals score and figure out how to pitch, that's going to be a really, really good division. Yeah. Uh, So I'm interested to see how it's going to play out in the AF Central. I do still think the White Sox are going to win it, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think.
1: I mean, the the Minnesota's beating the Tigers right now 12-1, by the way, as they started their series. But wild start there. But I agree. I think it's going to be an interesting division. There were some higher scoring games in general than I would normally expect to see. So Mm -hmm. the Royals just were – they were hitting I mean, they're 2-1. They were hitting the ball well. Yeah, Miguel Cabrera hitting a home run in, in snow, I mean, basically. That, that, right? that was
0: awesome. What a, what a, <laughs> that little, what a little.
1: look. That was a That's great look. I agree with you. I think the other thing I think about, too, just in general, there are a couple teams that you brought up, like, you know, maybe the Orioles are for real. But And we talked about the Royals prior to the season. There are a handful of teams that I am kind of looking at just to see, like, how their youth does. The Marlins is another team out there that I really like. You know, teams like the Padres are, they're already past the youth movement, right? So they're just exciting because I think they're a good team. But there are a handful of those teams out there that I think are going to be interesting to watch. They have a lot of young players. And, you know, look at the Tigers. Robbie Grossman, I don't know if you saw this, no hits over the weekend. Yep. On base percentage is 600, though. Hey, that's all so it's about eight walks in the weekend, no hits. There's just some excitement out there. I think maybe it's more just because we love baseball. you know, you and I are baseball guys. It's true. Yeah. But I- I'm excited what I've seen so far. So before we kind of move on, let's talk about a couple guys that you're looking at though from a pickup standpoint for baseball. We are going to start getting into this. Who who's out there that you're liking early on in the season mm-hmm. here, Max?
0: So let me run through quick three names really quickly. Chris Mullins outfit on those three-and-o Baltimore Orioles. You got Yuri Guriel on Houston. And we have Jonathan India on the Reds. Chris Mullen is hitting 692. Now, again, we're not jumping to anything because it's three games. But 692, I mean, that's pretty good. He's leading off for the Baltimore Orioles. You know what? It's going to be a team that's going to score some runs. So at the top, he's going to get some – he's going to score a lot. He already had four runs in those three games. So he's going to be great. Yuri Gurriel had a horrible 2020. But if you remember, 2018-2019, he was pretty good. Yep. Okay. He's already been moved to the middle of that lineup. He's hitting fifth after hitting seventh the first two games. 467, two runs, a home run, three RBIs. A good start for him. And then the last one, Jonathan India. This was the reason that the Reds moved Suarez to shortstop. Now, Suarez did not look great at shortstop, made a few mistakes, especially yes, in the opening game. So it's going to be interesting to see how long he stays there. But this kid is the reason that they moved him over so he can get, he can find time to play 455 a run two rbis already now he is batting seventh, but that could easily change if he keeps hitting so yep. those are three guys that i'm kind of keeping an eye
1: on i like it for me going blast from the past evan longoria two home runs over the weekend for those giants liking longoria there if you need some power my team in the opening weekend entire roster not one home run oh so, god yeah i mean i'm doing fine my pitching staff killed it but devastating with no home runs i also like nate lowell i brought him up Mm -hmm. back when we did the first baseman preview nine rbis with one home run five for 14 to start the season he's going to get a ton of playing time in texas texas is a hitting a hitter friendly park he's Mm -hmm. got a ton of power i really like him on this roster they have kind of solidified things they got rid of some Mm -hmm. you know ruden fardor is gone so nick solak is going to be there i don't think texas is going to be a great team. But I think they'll be entertaining because they're going to put up a ton of runs. I also like David Dahl, who's out there. So, mm-hmm. give me some Rangers. I think they're just going to score a lot in that park. Agreed. And this last one, oddly enough, of course, you know, when I wrote this down, didn't expect him to get hurt in the game today. But Luis Arias, I'm pronouncing his name wrong, for Minnesota. Josh Donaldson's out. So When they had Jorge Polanco at short, Luis was at second. They brought in Altron Simmons. So, Blanco went to second, Simmons set short. This kid is going to replace Josh Donaldson while he's out. Good hitter, great opening weekend. So those are the three guys I'm looking for to start off the season.
0: All right, now, like you said, we are both super excited for baseball. I love that it's back. You got baseball, you got the Masters, you got um, got NBA, you got NHL. I mean, there's so much sports right now. What a time to be alive, right? Absolutely.
1: All right, folks, we're doing some top 10s here. You know what I realized, Max, before we get into this? We should have done like, next week, I think we should do some WWE. We talked about that. It would have been perfect because WrestleMania is this weekend for your WWE fans out there. They have a jam-packed week of shows, Hall of Fame on Tuesday, normal network TV shows on Monday and Friday, but they also have their NXT shows. Wednesday Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. I'm just
0: watching wrestling this whole weekend.
1: week, oh, but you got to remember, they moved to Peacock. So you can't use my membership anymore. on the. Yeah, WWE. No, I'm
0: actually in the process of, uh, <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. I had to buy my own because I don't remember what pay-per-view it was, but you were, oh, I think it was Aurora Rumble. You, Hinchy, John, and I were watching it. And I, of course, was the one that got kicked. And so I was like, <laughs> well, this is ridiculous. So I did make my own. And then all of a sudden I get this notification that we're done going to Peacock. So yeah. I got I to gotta download that. But I got a nice little discount code so that I'm going to try to use to get it for um, cheap. So, And while I download Peacock, I guess I'll watch The Office and Parks and Rec again because they took that off Netflix.
1: Listen, if you want to share your Peacock for me for the uh, WrestleMania weekend, I wouldn't be opposed. So Maybe, maybe.
0: We'll I, see. I, can't share a lot of- I can't give it out to that many people because if I get locked out again, someone's in trouble.
1: Well, don't give
0: it out to a lot of people. Just but maybe, me maybe on... Um, my uh, next one, we could do a WWE like WrestleMania moments because yeah. they came out. Did you see they came out with their top 10 like WrestleMania pops and they <laughs> left off the Hardy Boys when they came back? And it's all yeah. because that guy, uh, one of them's in AEW,
1: Matt Hardy's in AEW, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And they just, uh,
1: suck, uh, yeah, the top 10. Anyway, moving on a little bit of a tangent, sorry. Yes. So we're talking jerseys today, Max. Not New Jersey. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned about maybe not wanting to buy jerseys, but we're talking about how they look here. We're talking about the different types of jerseys that are out there with a focus on basketball this week. So, Max, give me your six through ten. We're talking about the teams that have different jerseys that you really like out there. This is a completely opinion-paced, and we set no rules to the structure. So you can go back all the way in time if you'd like.
0: So the way I did this was I just looked at current and their alt jerseys. Now, NBA is doing crazy things. because They have all kinds of nuts jerseys, like the town edition or the city edition. I don't even know what's going on. Yes. Uh, But it's very different. So just to give some ideas before I give my top or my bottom five, what we're going to do is we're going to do one sport every week and then do a final top 10 altogether. Correct. So this is going to be a continuation top 10. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to keep up. But anyway, let me get into it. So my 10 through 6, I'm starting at the top. The Lakers, number 10. The Charlotte Hornets, number 9. The Miami Heat, 8. Denver Nuggets at 7. And then the San Antonio Spurs at 6. So just to go over them, I like the Spurs because that U that they have, that's like a – what is that thing? The, the shoe – Spur thing, I guess the two that's what it's called the shoe yeah, Spur thing, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I like that they did that. The Denver Nuggets just have awesome color combos, like the schemes that they use are great. And, like you were saying, I did the throwback look. I love like the little nugget guy that was like, um, you know, gold mining or whatever with the, t- yeah, 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 yeah. It, was just, it was really cool. The Miami eat, I love black and red. I think that's an awesome, you know, combo. And I love that the flame ball, like that just looks sweet. The Charlotte Hornets, I think they're. I know I put them at nine, but their color combo of teal, purple, and white is so great looking. And then you can't have a top ten without the Lakers. That purple and yellow just looks great. Really has not changed throughout their whole like career since they came to LA. So that's just great.
1: Yeah, they had one change. I have them a little higher on the list. So I'll get into that, but the yeah, Lakers had like the what they call like the Showtime gold when Magic was there. That they like mm. there's like a slight variation, but you know, I actually kind of start mine with a similar concept where I just kind of like the classic number 10. I'm going with the Boston Celtics, which are just like, okay. it's that classic green and white. Like it's the symbol of Boston. Right. To me, like that's just like, you think Celtic and like that style uniform. I like, I'm going Cleveland at number nine. Um, I have the Suns at number eight, number seven. I have the pistons and I also have the Hornets at six, or you might've had them a little lower, but I had the Hornets at six there. Um, the Pistons, I like the old school one where there's the actual like horse thing with the mm-hmm. fire coming out of it. it yeah. Look really cool. Um, I agree with you on the, the color there with the Hornets. The Suns have a ton of different jerseys. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. Like a they ton. Do they want in the NBA weird color combos. Like I actually like when you look back and you look at the Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion ones where they're like purple and gray. I know people hated them, but mm-hmm. like you know what? These like they were just they were a weird team for the time, and the jerseys I felt like fit that. The Cavs were another one. They had, like, the cool, like, you know, sword-style ones. Yeah, they, You know, so there's that. some cool jerseys like that. So that that kind of rounds out my, my group there.
0: All right. So let's do my five through one. Number five, the New York Knicks. I don't know if it's because it's Met colors, but I got to tell <laughs> you, man, the blue and the orange just looks great. Okay? I just love the combo there. Number four, Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, if we want to talk just logo – The the grizzly that they use with the ball in one arm, like one paw hand with the claw is sweet. But right now they're using a powder blue. That's just powder blue in general is great in all sports. And it just looks great. Number three, Chicago Bulls. I talked about it before, red and black. You know, I love, love their logo as well. Red and black just works all the time. Number two, I'm going the Golden State Warriors. I really like the blue and the yellow. And I like their logo again with the bridge in there. Kind of just brings it all together. And then my number one. Now, I don't mind this city if we're talking about NBA because I have nothing against it. But if we're talking about hockey or baseball, I'm sorry. But the Philadelphia 76ers. (laughs) I just love their color concept. I love the patriotic. Just They bring it all together with their, their colors, the logo. And I will say I have a hat. I don't wear hats often, but I have a hat with Ben Franklin dribbling a basketball for the 76ers, I mean, you can't get any
1: paid more patriotic than that. So oddly enough, I actually have, I'll start at the top. Cause I had the 76ers there too, really? because one, I also, yeah. I also really love the Allen Iverson, those black oh, yeah. okay. and white yeah. jerseys that they wore in the championship. Those were like really cool. They have, for some reason, have always had solid jerseys. Even when they do a reinvent, the Sixers are always there. So I put that number yeah. one. If I go back real quick, I had the Lakers at number five. There is just something magical about the, the purple nice and gold nice there. Nice word. Num number four, I went with the Warriors. They have I actually like the town jerseys mm-hmm. quite a bit. I have a hat that says the town on it. They have a lot of nice things there. Number three, though, I'm going with the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Give me that old-school Raptors jersey with Vince Carter with the giant Raptor on it. I even like the, you know, We the North mm-hmm. thing that they do on some of the jerseys now. That's really good. And I'm surprised that you put this one so low. I love the Miami Heat ones, and they're going to be number okay. two for me. Those those Vice yeah, ones, weird like with the black. Also. Oh, my God, looks so sick. I, and I love the black overall in general with the red mixed in. So I just – Miami just, like, it's a – sick looking jersey, like they've made it really slick looking, like, like the weird color combos they've mixed in, so yeah, I put the Heat at two, and then yeah, the 76 one, that's so. That's awesome
0: that we had the same, num- like the f- number one, because that, that's pretty great. Again, we don't do this together, this is straight our own list and everything like that, but I have to say. Yeah, we
1: had, we had Sixers and Warriors both high yeah. on that list, I think those are two that I could see easily making it into well, the mix I, here. I will is, say, uh,
0: the NBA literally has no rules when it comes to what jerseys you want to wear. So, like, if you wake up and say, this is the jersey I'm going to wear, most of the time the NBA is like, sure, why not? You can't do that in the NFL. You got to stick your helmet color with the same jersey thing, the crown. That's ridiculous. There's so many rules in baseball and in the the NHL. The NBA really can just do whatever
1: they want. Wake up, New Jersey, it's great. I mean, yeah, whatever they want. Plus, they also have, like, the advertising on the jerseys now that are, like, right above the chest they have a nice advertising there so the yeah, nba does what it wants this was definitely like the easier one to pick for jerseys there was just so many options definitely gonna get a little Absolutely. harder
0: now i'm surprised you did not put the atlanta
1: hawks in there for you yeah you know what so the hawks jerseys i've always been like eh. and they no. do you want to talk about weird not- colors
0: that have nothing to do with the team
1: as well I mean, weren't they,
0: like, blue and green or something or lime green or something like that recently?
1: They, they've done some weird ones. The old school, like, red and yellow was solid. But, like, there's, like, nothing to – they're, like, one of the few teams that I feel like their jersey is just so bland. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even put the Knicks on. I'm a Knicks fan. I just think they're another jersey that's, like – I mean, you're a they Mets fan. So maybe that's kind of why it clicks you more. But for me, it's, like, it's just eh. – it's fine. Like everyone else, I feel like has had fun with their jerseys, and like the Knicks and the Hawks just haven't done that's enough. It's fair. For me, that's so. fair. All right, Max. So before we let you go, everyone go here. We are bringing back trivia. We said we last week we bring it back. You have a tough trivia question. It's going to be on Twitter because when Max told it to me before the show started, I couldn't remember it because it's a bit detailed. detailed. So go slow, I Max. Go
0: slow, but I will put yeah. it on Twitter as well. Good luck. I hope you uh, got your thinking caps on. So we are talking about USC roommates. So there were, I'm not giving you any years or anything like that, two roommates out at USC. One of them went on to become a Super Bowl MVP. The other roommate at USC went on to become an AL MVP. So we got one going to football, one going to baseball. This is where it gets tricky. The first name of one of them is the last name of the other guy who are the two roommates it's Brutal. a tough one this one is courtesy Brutal. of my actual of my dad who told it to me so you know wow. good luck hope you guys can uh, figure out the answer
1: we will give everyone the answer on the pod next week so everyone knows it out there of course but as always great talking to you there turkey mm-hmm. enjoy the championship game this weekend or today sorry and the masters this weekend a lot of good sports coming on. I got to go read some more about this Jets yes, trade. The Jets making some noise here, and it's great Love for it. them to do it as we're doing the pod.
0: So that's that's great right there.
1: Oh, yeah, I really appreciate that. I'm really excited to see what Sam Darnold can do with a team that might actually okay. care about him. No oh, offense. I agree yeah. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you later.